BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, it's Jordan Younger, your host of the Balanced Blonde Soul on Fire podcast. Here we go deep on all things astrology, awakening, wellness, motherhood, channeling, aliens, and so much more. We have deep conversations. We go to other realms. It's a lot of fun. So stick around. Let's dive on in. I cannot wait to connect. Hello and welcome back to the Balance Swan Podcast, Soul on Fire. I'm so happy that you're here. Today's topic is probably the most requested that we've ever had on the show, no joke, and that is the topic of microdosing mushrooms. I've been really open about my journey with psychedelics for the last four or so years. We have talked on this podcast about everything from ayahuasca to psilocybin to ketamine therapy and MDMA. We've had doctors on, researchers, therapists, and we have also had my shaman and myself and Jonathan on talking about our particular experiences and journeys. I'm so passionate about this, in fact, that I even just made a sweatshirt with Mate the Label. You may have seen it on Instagram or on my website, which is a microdoser sweatshirt. It actually sold out this week, which I'm really excited about and proud of because it means a lot of you are rocking it. But tell us if you want to restock because I feel like it needs to happen. So that was really special. And today's conversation is also really special. I wanted to bring Ali Shaper on the show to do our first ever fully dedicated episode to microdosing mushrooms. So like I said, we've had a lot of different episodes about psychedelics, but we have never had an episode dedicated to microdosing. And microdosing really is not only becoming so much more mainstream, but it's also something that I know a lot of you are interested in because it's very accessible in a way that maybe doing a larger scale journey, like an ayahuasca journey or a macro journey of mushrooms is not really in everyone's desire or field to be doing. But microdosing is light. It's sub 
conscious in many ways. And Allie talks about it in this episode. She's such an expert. And she really says it's more of what we don't feel rather than what we do feel. So we get into that in this conversation. But Allie Shaper is someone who I'm so honored to have on the show today. People have been telling us for years that we need to connect, that we would love each other. We're both in the psychedelic space and very passionate about this work. And she is a powerhouse, you guys. She has so many different companies. She's a part of so many different brands. And why I wanted to have her on today particularly is because she has a podcast called Into the Multiverse. And she is also the co-founder of the Microdosing Collective, which is a nonprofit organization dedicated to educating on the benefits of legalizing microdosing psychedelics for optimal human wellness. So this was a really cool angle and something I learned a lot about from her in this conversation was the whole topic of legalization. And everyone wants to know, is this this legal. It's so mainstream. Everyone's talking about it, especially here in LA and in other big cities. And it is getting a lot of play. And as we know, if you're up to date on this topic, there are organizations dedicated to the legalization of psychedelics for therapeutic use. And I have really been lucky enough to reap the benefits of a lot of that work. So Ali talks about that in this episode. She also tells us what's happening in the brain when we are microdosing mushrooms, why it's so appealing, why it's so helpful for people. We talk about both of our healing journeys and what brought us both to psychedelics. And we also just chit chat. We both had a journey with healing mold and we do talk about that in this episode. And we answer the question that everyone wants to know the most when it comes to microdosing mushrooms, which is where can you actually buy mushrooms? Where can you do this? And of course, we can't necessarily say, but we did both give you the best answer to that question that we possibly could that I think will be helpful since that is the top question that I get asked. And she said it's also the top question that she gets asked as well. So without further ado, let's get into this conversation. I know that you guys will love it. Allie, welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you so much for having me. I've, I'm so excited to talk to you. We have a lot of mutual friends. Your name has been brought up many a time. So I'm excited. I know. We were just talking about that. You mentioned Brandon Cohen and Sarah Baldoni. Brandon was the first guest to ever be on this podcast wow. in 2016. Wow. So it's kind of crazy. And he's been on many times since then. But that was my first episode. I like had my laptop. We didn't know what we were doing. We had to share a microphone. It was, it was OG. Yeah. And I'm sure you've met him because of the entrepreneurial life that you live and all of that, which we're going to dive into. Amazing. Yes. So tell us about what you do. You have a podcast called Into the Multiverse. And when I heard that, I basically was just like, I have to know her. We need to talk about the multiverse. We need to talk about psychedelics. And yeah, tell us how you kind of got into this whole field. I guess a little context before, you know, I'll, I'll kind of, I'll, I'll explain the whole, you know, business and everything that we're doing because our company's actually called Into the Multiverse. The podcast is, is one part of that, but I talk about mushrooms. That's what I do for my life. I, I laugh about that with people when they ask me like, hey, you know, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm still talking about mushrooms. That's most of what I spend my airtime thinking about and talking about. And the reason why is that 
functional mushrooms and psychedelics both have completely changed my my life in very different ways. Functional mushrooms had a massive impact on my health. And, you know, I actually came into understanding mushrooms and fungi through functional mushrooms of the chaga and rishis of the world and started incorporating those into my diet and just saw this massive change in my energy levels and vitality and stopped drinking caffeine and just noticed my skin and my gut and my hair and everything about me change. And I, you know, I was hooked on understanding more about fungi from that sense of things. And then on the other side, psychedelics were something that I had understanding about, had experimented with from a recreational standpoint, as many of us do, you know, in high high school, college, but never with intention, never with like full understanding of, you know, the power of psychedelics. And what started to happen is I started to see them pop up in you know, the talk tracks and conversations of people that I really respected. I love podcasts, you know, so I'm I'm excited to be on yours and podcasts have totally changed my life. So I started listening, you know, to Tim Ferriss very early days. And so when he started talking about and funding the psychedelic space, when the Michael Pollans of the world started, you know, coming out and advocating for psychedelic assisted therapy, I started to pay attention. And so really just became a student of that space started reading everything that I could around psychedelics and then kind of, you know, translated into me going on many, many personal journeys with psilocybin and other psychedelics and then, you know, long-winded way of of connecting the dots, but functional mushrooms and and psilocybin are obviously from the same kingdom. So chaga and Mm -hmm. and psilocybin, which is something that a lot of people still don't understand. Some people don't understand the difference. Some people don't understand they're connected. And so, everything that we're doing with our company was really to connect the dots between the power of fungi and the power of mushrooms. So I brought you a bunch of merch, hoodies. We have, you know, a whole bunch of mushroom streetwear. But the primary thing that we do is we make supplements. So mushroom superfood mouth sprays are our first product that we launched in December of last wow, year. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah. I can't wait to try. They're amazing. They they you know, they taste delicious. They work. The whole idea was, you know, create something that made it easy for people to incorporate functional mushrooms mm-hmm. into their life that tasted delicious and was high potency and that really works. So they, they really work. Wow. So yeah. what does it make you feel? So is it like the chagas and the reishis and do they make you feel alert or calm or there's different ones for different functions? There's different ones for different functions. So the ones I, you know, we have three, three flavors and three functions. We have an energy one, an immunity one, and a chill one. They each use functional mushrooms as primary ingredients and the other adaptogens and superfoods Mm -hmm. that, you know, when together actually create an enhanced effect. So, you know, if you combine lion's mane and cordyceps with rhodiola, you feel it even more. And I can go into like the details of all the functional mushrooms individually. But the idea with these is, you know, create something that, and I don't know how much you know about, do you take functional mushrooms, by the way? I I do. Yeah, I do. I mean, I think my audience knows about functional mushrooms because of Four Sigmatic, Mm -hmm. because they were the original sponsor of this podcast. Oh, amazing. So we've talked about chaga and people will tell me, I saw chaga and I thought of you, you know, my listeners. So I think they're pretty familiar with what we're talking about. I love, love functional mushrooms, adaptogens. They have helped my health a lot. And I'm so excited about what you guys are doing. Amazing. Well, I'm, I'm stoked for you to try these. They yeah, and they taste delicious too. Amazing. Yeah. So that's well, super much. We'll we'll get in. We'll get into yeah. it. That's so exciting. So something I wanted to talk to you about 
that we've been talking a lot about on this podcast lately is microdosing mm. because you are deeply immersed in the microdosing community. That's what I can see when I was looking at your Instagram this morning and the future of microdosing and also what it even is for our listeners out there who are not familiar. Although if they're listening to this podcast, I think they are. I'm just so curious to have these conversations with people as I've been doing a lot of microdosing myself. And I want to hear your journey and also your thoughts on microdosing and the future and all about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's one of my favorite things to talk about. And I love that you're, so you've been, have you been on a supplement protocol? How long have you been experimenting for? Just for context. So I started macro dosing, I guess you could say yeah. like five years ago with my husband. I had never explored psychedelics except for those, you know, moments in high school, like you talked about. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't interested. And my husband was, he was my boyfriend at the time. We were in Joshua Tree and he said, just, I promise, just try this. It's so amazing. You're going to feel one with nature and it's, it's an intentional experience and we'll be together. So I did it. And to his surprise and mine, I was talking about the reason for existence, basically. Like rather than him taking care of me, I was taking care of him. I was like, let me tell you about every lifetime I've had. <laughs> I'm one with nature. I've seen everything. I was seeing the seasons change in front of me. It was beautiful. And then mm. over the years, explored different psychedelics from ayahuasca to microdosing psilocybin. And then microdosing has just been a big part of my life ever since. So mm -hmm. protocol to answer your question, I don't have a specific protocol. I've done everything from taking the chocolates to working with a midwife in my postpartum journey who makes her own capsules. And I just kind of do what I feel like doing. So I'm curious to hear about your experience. Yeah, no, that's that's super helpful context. And that's awesome to hear. So and, and that actually helps close the loop. So, you know, I, I mentioned we have the, the marketplace, we have Supermush, and then the third part of our company is, you know, this education and events arm of the brand, which is under our, on Instagram, it's Into the Multiverse. So that's where we post everything with our podcast, and we do a lot of education and events in the psychedelic space. Because everything we're doing product-wise, if it wasn't clear, obviously your listeners know, but it's fully legal, functional mushrooms, no psilocybin is a part of any of our products because it's still a fully, you know, schedule one illegal substance, which mm -hmm. is interesting, right? Because we're here on podcasts talking, talking about, about the power of microdosing. Mm -hmm. And I know hundreds of people that have had life-changing experiences with using sub-perceptual amounts of psilocybin and other psychedelics for, you know, everything from low-grade anxiety, depression, to creative expression, athletic performance, flow state, the list goes on and on and on. So to kind of close the gap there as the reason why I'm passionate about microdosing is a lot of what I've spent my last, you know, three, four years thinking about is the future of what psilocybin consumer products are going to look like as we've been in this space really in depth. And to my knowledge, when we were, you know, we, we raised money for, for this company, when we were raising this first round of funding, I was talking to investors and, and saying, you know, well, we're going to be the first psilocybin consumer brand marketplace. And we want to have Supermush be one of the first, you know, legit vetted legal microdosing supplement lines, which I still very much believe. But you know what I started to do is actually learn about the way that public policy is being shaped in the United States and Canada. And what a lot of people don't realize, myself included at the time, was that all of the policy right now in the United States is being formed around macrodosing. So you know, heroic consciousness altering doses at service centers. And so a lot of people will kind of 
toss around lightly, you know, like, you know, psilocybin is on its way to legalization, Mm -hmm. Um, which it is with the caveat that, you know, in Oregon in 2020, 1.2-ish million people voted to legalize psilocybin assisted Mm -hmm. therapy, which is wonderful. That is amazing progress and like just is a huge step forward for psychedelics in general. But there's no differentiation based on dosing. So if you actually go in and read Measure 109 out of Oregon, there is no mention of microdosing. There's no mention of, you know, take-home supplements. There's nothing. It's only psilocybin-assisted therapy. So there is no legalization pathway right now that's being formed for consumer products in the way that you or Mm -hmm. I would take them. And what that means is a few things. One is that all of the products that we're taking are all completely unregulated, untaxed, Mm -hmm. right? And so as it grows, like microdosing is on the rise. There's we estimate with the group of people that I'm that I'm working with, because we actually formed a nonprofit around that, which I'll explain in a second, but there's probably around a thousand brands in the United States, like fully branded, beautiful consumer yes, beautiful. brands. Like incredible logos and brand names and everything. Gorgeous. And you know, they're all shipping all across the United States and across and across the world. And you're probably getting them from a guy who knows a guy on signal, right? Mm-hmm. You're probably three to four touch points away from the average person. Maybe you or I are closer because we're closer to the space. And that's amazing. But the risk of harm when you have a market that's growing like that, like I just found out a product that I used to take is now being made at the same facilities that manufactures manufactures heroin and, and fentanyl oh and opioids, God. which those substances in and of themselves aren't bad. And I'm a huge believer in cognitive liberty and the legalization of all drugs. And there's a book, a really incredible book. If anyone in your audience wants to check it out, I'm making my, you know, my whole team is doing a book club on it right now. It's called Drug Use for Grownups. Oh, wow. It's by Dr. Carl Hart. And it's incredible for talking about the way that drug policy is being formed in the United States and actually how drugs are u- being used as a scapegoat basically to, you know, suppress mm-hmm. social issues and, mm-hmm. and predominantly black and brown Americans and keep them in prison. It's right. really fascinating. It sounds like the war on drugs, the book that was written, I don't know when, but I looked into that at some time when someone else came on the podcast, who you might know, actually, Nick Bruce. He was my therapist oh, for yeah, a long Dr. time. Marcus, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He Amazing. is incredible. Um, I love him. He's yeah, been to, yeah. psychedelic therapy. And I knew that you guys would have some friends in common. Mm-hmm. And he talked all about that on the podcast, mm-hmm. The War on Drugs, which is when we were told drugs will make your uh, brain fry like an egg or, you know, I'm completely butchering it. But do you know what yeah, I'm talking exactly. about? Exactly. Mm-hmm. The yeah. scrambled egg against the ground. Yeah. And so, you know, th- the reason why I'm, I'm kind of giving that context is I was very much under the impression that this was just going to follow the exact path of cannabis. And there are parallels, right, to actually the legalization of, of cannabis and, you know, the, even the comparison between CBD and functional mushrooms and cannabis and psilocybin. But what I'm personally really passionate about is not only psychedelics for healing, so not only using psychedelic-assisted therapy for clinical indications like anxiety, depression, PTSD is the most common one that you know all you know. Maps is in phase three trials for MDMA for PTSD with the FDA, which is incredible, and they got breakthrough therapy designation. So there's so much progress being made, but that entire world is talking about bringing people from, you know clinical indication to healthy normal. So like a one to a five. And what I'm really interested in, and this group of people that we're working with is we need that. And we need a group of people that is working on psychedelics for human optimization. So bringing people from an eight to a 12. So someone Mm -hmm. who may not have a clinical indication of anxiety, depression, but they're not 
super motivated. They're not super happy at their job. They feel kind of like asleep in their life. I love that. Using it as a way to wake up and be more conscious and feel so full of joy. Yeah. And, and, and focus and creativity Mm -hmm. and the way that, you know, you obviously sound like you've reaped the benefits of this, but microdosing has totally changed my life, my mental Mm -hmm. health. My focus, I microdose for work. I'm microdosing right yeah. now, you know. And oh, I was going to ask. That was going to be my first question, actually. <laughs> yeah. uh, how often do you microdose? You know, it, it depends. Three to four times a week for mm-hmm. the last few years. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'll take breaks and I'll, I'll go through cycles of it. But the most common protocols for microdosing is two to three times a week, two days on, one day off. Mm-hmm. There's a billion different protocols. Like, they're kind of all the same, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I think so, and, too. Similar. Yeah. What dosage do you take? It's So So the d- actual definition of a microdose, and a really incredible website to look at, is Third Wave. So Paul Austin is is like the microdosing guy, in my opinion. He's actually um, who I co-founded our nonprofit with, which is called Microdosing Collective. So we're actually working on the legalization of this. And so Third Wave has a bunch of really amazing resources for microdosing information on all psychedelics, but specifically microdosing. The technical definition of a microdose is, number one, it's supposed to be subperceptual. So it's anywhere between 0.1 and 0.2 if you're talking about psilocybin and of a gram of, you know, of those compounds. And they're usually stacked with other functionals. So if anyone's listening, you know, the products you're usually taking are stacked with cordyceps and lion's mane which I do want to point out, you know, lion's mane is equally as powerful as psilocybin. Right. It's obviously not psychoactive, but the reason why, you know, super mush works is because lion's mane promotes memory function and neurogenesis in mm-hmm. the brain. And it actually, you know, fires, it's it's the brain mushroom. Like there's yeah. so many amazing benefits of lion's mane. So a lot of times when people microdose, if you have a high dose of lion's mane in there, and you have psilocybin, you're not supposed to feel the psilocybin if it's subperceptual. Oh, really? You're not supposed, it's more, I describe it as more about what you, what you don't feel rather than mm-hmm. what you do. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I like that. You know, if you, you don't feel anxious, you don't feel, mm-hmm. you know, low-grade depression. But what's wild about this whole thing, and this is something important, and I, I, I feel really passionate about sharing it because, you know, it's a place of privilege to be sitting on a podcast and talking about our use of microdosing, right? And obviously the risk of you know anyone coming and like you know getting us in legal trouble for that is so low because the way that the industry is moving however you know we just hosted a big nonprofit launch event for this nonprofit called microdosing collective and just so people have an idea of what it is while i keep referencing it so we started a nonprofit because we realized that the way that policy is being formed is not progressing consumer products in the way that we want and you know, it's it's a 501c3, so we just launched it in LA. The idea is actually to legalize microdosing, which is a really lofty ambition. Like we're talking- I love it. Someone's gotta, someone's gotta be working on it. Yeah, and, and the idea is like, you know, hopefully we'll combine with other groups that are working on similar things, but, you know, build a community, build a, a, you know, a whole library of research from existing research that's out there on the internet and also partnering with clinical trials that are ongoing with microdosing potentially running our own clinical trials. We have a bunch of company founding sponsors that are on board as founding members of this initiative across everything from CPG to tech to psychedelics. The idea is like get this group of people, really empower them to come be a part of this. And while this is all happening, so like, you know, we're in a place of privilege, we're working on this, we're having launch events around psilocybin. I live in Venice, it's the psychedelic capital of the world in my opinion. So there's mushroom products flying around everywhere. And a few months ago, this woman named Jessica Thornton 
She's a mom. She has five kids. She's a nurse in Indiana. She was arrested because someone at her hospital, I believe, turned her in for personal use of microdosing psilocybin. So she was creating her own capsules. I believe she was trying to get off other medications, you know, aka taking care of Mm -hmm. her mental health. And now she's facing 10 years in prison. Oh, my God. Yeah. So the duality and like on one hand, we're in the most progressive psychedelic world that Mm -hmm. we've ever been in. On the other hand, stuff like this is still happening and people are still sitting in jail for Minimal yeah. amounts of psilocybin cannabis. It's so sad. Yeah, I'm. I know. I'm happy you brought that up because here we are. We're sitting in LA. We are in the microdosing capital, the mushroom capital. It's common lingo around here, um, mm-hmm. especially in the circles that you're in and the circles that I'm in. Even if I'm like kind of the black sheep of some of my circles, but people still hear about it. Could your metabolism use a kickstart? Because I know that mine could. Also, are you having any gut issues or feeling low energy? Because if you are, Sakara has an answer. Their new Sakara systems are targeted nutrition programs designed to solve your biggest health concerns from weight management to digestion problems. Sakara delivers science-backed, plant-rich nutrition programs and wellness essentials right to your door. Their ready-to-eat meals are nutritionally designed to deliver results from weight management and eased bloat to boosted energy and clear skin. So I've always been a fan of Sakara. I talk about this all the time, but I discovered them when I was living in New York, when I was still the blonde vegan. And I met the founders, Whitney and Danielle, back at that time. And I, let me just tell you, I've always loved them, but I have never been drawn to them more now that they have released so many incredible new products. Their food is consistently amazing, and I know that you will love it. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash balanced and enter the code balanced at checkout. That's Sakara S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash balanced to get 20% off your order. That is Sakara.com slash balanced. Enjoy. Tell me what you think. Hey friend, I'm Nicole Walters, mom of three, your internet bestie and founder of Inherit Learning Company. If you're looking for the motivation you need to pursue a life of purpose, then join me each week on the Nicole Walters podcast as I share my hard-learned lessons and answer your DMs about life, business, and everything in between. We'll laugh, we'll cry, and we'll grant ourselves grace as we do life together. Check out the Nicole Walters podcast every Tuesday here on Dear Media. You can listen anywhere you listen to podcasts. A lot of people who listen to this podcast don't live in California. And they very much ask me, probably the most frequently asked question I get, where can I mm-hmm. get mushrooms? Where can I have an experience like this? What would be your answer to that question? Yeah, it's the most common question I get. Is, I'm sure. You know, and in addition to is super much psychedelic. And mm-hmm. so the answer is no, it's mm-hmm. not, even though we're super supportive, obviously, of the entire space. And, you know, my answer is a little different every time, depending on who I'm speaking with, on what channel I'm speaking with them. But you know, my, my number one, if you want to 
do it legally. If you want to have access to a macrodose psychedelic experience legally, sign up for a clinical trial. There's a bunch of information on the internet. MAPS is a really good website to look at for you know volunteering. A lot of those trials require a clinical indication, like I mentioned. So PTSD, anxiety, depression, there's ones for eating disorders, like a whole you know group. I think there's around 150 to 200 clinical trials that are ongoing at any given time in the United States around macrodosing psychedelics. As far as access to microdosing products, you know, it's it's all black market, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have access to a guy who knows a guy <laughs> that has a good quality product, amazing. But the problem with the whole industry, and so like I'm hesitant because a lot of what I point people to when they ask me to be honest is like, hey, it's still illegal, but we're working on fixing that. Come be a part of the solution. Right. And on one hand, I really believe in people having access to this stuff now. So there's an immediacy around it. Like I've talked to people that have been suicidal and they tried microdosing for, this is obviously like a really niche case, right? This is, and it's not a silver bullet. Psychedelics will not fix all of your problems at all. They are a tool in the wellness cabinet, but people that have been suicidal and they microdose for a week and they've never felt better in their whole life, or they've been stuck on SSRIs and ADHD medication or Xanax or whatever it is and microdosing psilocybin. And we can talk about like what it actually does in the brain, if that's interesting to people at all, but it's helped them in a matter of weeks or months, Mm -hmm. just being on a supplement protocol, get off things that they've been, you know, running around the Western medical system, unable to fix for years. So on one hand, I really believe in people having access to it. On the other hand, it's like, you know, you have the Jessica Thorntons of the world that are still being arrested for it. So I would say two people, you know, number one, there's a lot of information online. If you Google psilocybin, there's brands that are shipping on Shopify, right? Like, Are you serious? Yeah, it's not that many, but like there's a lot of underground brands that are not, right. they don't look underground, right? Like they are branded like Supermush. Right. And Supermush is fully legal, but there's really good products out there. But the idea with, you know, this nonprofit and everything we're doing is like, actually help create a legal taxable market for mm-hmm. it so that you're not getting sketchy products. Absolutely. I love your answer. That's a really comprehensive answer. And to give my answer to that question, because I know I'm going to get those messages. First of all, I'm really happy with what you guys are working on because that's a true solution. And then, yeah, I mean, I hate to point people toward the black market because it's like, it's unregulated. And Mm so what I always say is focus on definitely word of mouth and purity. Like I mentioned, the midwife that I work with and so many people that you and I both know Mm -hmm. who are growing and creating beautiful products with beautiful intention that are psychedelic microdosing mushrooms. But I can't share, I can't share the names of the brands. I can't share any of that Mm -hmm. because I'm not in the business of illegal stuff. I know, right? And so, yeah, it's wild that we're talking about it. I'm so happy that you're breaking down the legalization because I think these are things people just don't know. In fact, I'm learning so much from you. And I do want to know, to get back to what you were saying, what exactly is happening in the brain when we're microdosing? Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think that's a great answer. And also, you know, hopefully it won't be long, right? So, well, that's the other thing. It's like, I'm with you. I want to hand them out to people. And when people are in a dire situation and I have longstanding relationships with a lot of people who follow me, I have pointed them in the direction of a shaman or an ayahuasca ceremony, even though I generally don't do that for Mm -hmm. the reasons that we talked about. But when people's lives are on the line, 
I obviously will. So. Yeah, and I and it, honestly, anyone that's listening, like, message me. Like, I have a lot of great resources for, mm-hmm. um, you know, in, incredible people that 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 serve medicine Absolutely. legally, and also it's it's legal outside of the country. Like, if you go mm-hmm. to Peru to sit with ayahuasca, it's legal. If you go to different countries, like. Obviously, mushrooms are legal in Amsterdam, right? Like everyone yeah. knows that. So there well, are. I don't legal- think everyone knows that. I mean, it's like yeah. we know this, but yeah. this info is like it's. I'm so happy that that you're sharing it and yeah. that we're talking about it. Yeah, it's important and also context for people. I think of just in general. I don't know where, where are you from originally. You mentioned I'm from Sacramento, from okay. Northern California. Okay, so you're a little more maybe like I don't know li- liberal. I'm from Missouri, right? I'm from uh, right. I am from conservative dare program, like just say no to drugs. Like that was my world up until I was 18. What is so funny is that just in general, and I, I talk about this parallel a lot between like sexuality and psychedelics is a little bit of a tangent so stay with me go for it we we love this but if people understood the origin of anything it would change everything and the example with psychedelics that i'm speaking to with that for example is mushrooms and psychedelics have been used for thousands of years in every indigenous culture since the beginning of time as recorded Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. culture and if people understood the way that these medicines were used in those cultures for healing, for, you know, in ceremonial use, it's, it's amazing. There's a really incredible book called The Immortality Key. It was just re- released by this guy, Brian Morasco. I don't know if you've heard of it. He goes in and studies the origin of, of psychedelics and basically proves that all religious sacraments actually had psychedelic ritual as a part of their ceremonies. Mm-hmm. And so he discovers that by, you know, finding like old cups and chalices that had remains of ergo infused barley. So ergo, you know, basically like psychedelic infused beer. So the first psychedelics in the world, you know, that the research points to in this book was actually psychedelic wine and beer. And, it, you know, he takes you through the whole journey of religion. So every, you know, notable religion had psychedelics as a part of their origin. And then you see the drop off in people subscribing to religion when psychedelic sacraments stop being a mm-hmm. part of them. So the reason why you have the whole argument of the book is the reason why you have 27-ish percent of the world that falls into this spiritual but not religious category is because we stopped using psychedelics as a part of our religious sacrament. Mm-hmm. The book's really interesting. It's called Immortality Key. There's a lot more to it than that. But point being, if people understood that and didn't think that psychedelics were invented in the 60s, right? Some obviously, you know, LSD was synthesized and all these, but mushrooms, ayahuasca, a lot of enthe- you know entheogens, plant, plant medicines have been used for thousands of years. It would be a yeah. different story. Oh, I agree with you. I have that conversation often when people, even extended family, for example, would say, you know, do you not, do you feel safe trying these things that are so cutting edge and whatnot? I'm like, no, because people have been doing these for tens of thousands of years. And it's, it's, it's been working in ancient traditional healing cultures and mm. settings. And that's what I'm interested in is healing. I mean, yeah. healing was kind of how I got into the whole psychedelic space. I had Lyme disease and mm. mold illness and same. Oh my God. I have okay. a whole mold thing. If you Wait, love talking so about mold. we got to talk about it. first. I do want to get back to though, what's going on in the brain with. Oh um, yeah. Totally. Yeah. All good. And then I want to talk about your experience with, with mold. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the the summary of it is so when you're when you're microdosing just psilocybin for example 
your brain your brain is slightly neuroplastic so just in general like what's happening in your brain when a psychedelic is in your system so you know psilocybin is converted to psilocin in the brain it opens up your visual cortex so the reason why things look brighter and more colorful is you're actually you know seeing the world differently but the most important thing a lot of things are happening in your system the most important is that you're not operating in your default mode network and you're Default mode network is where you make all of your habit loops and decisions, you know, where the ego, Mm -hmm. so they say, lives. Mm -hmm. And so you're able to see things from a different perspective because that you're not operating primarily. Different parts of the brain are lit up when you do brain scans. The brain scan of someone that has psilocybin in their system is actually very similar to the brain scan of a child and the brain scan of someone in transcendental meditation. And that just lends to the fact that you're neuroplastic. And when you're Mm -hmm. neuroplastic, more neuroplastic, you're, you know, connecting different neurons and different parts of your brain that are not used to being connected. So, you know, the most typical example, and Michael Pollan points to this in his book, is you are skiing down a ski slope and you're going down the same way every single time. And that's when you form your, you know, your patterns. Like, you know, when you have the experience, when you're all of a sudden you get home, you're like, oh my God, I don't remember driving home. Mm -hmm. Because you're just so in autopilot. Mm -hmm. Psychedelics pull you out of autopilot. So you're Mm -hmm. actually able to see your life from a different perspective and why microdosing is so impactful the way I like to describe it is like you're neuroplastic while you're in your life versus using psychedelics a macrodose in a recreational setting or a you know ceremonial setting which oftentimes you're in an eye mask and blindfolds and or sorry eye mask and earphones Mm -hmm. um so when you're microdosing I describe it like live pattern interruption so if you're talking to someone that triggers you talking to your mom whatever it is you're able to actually catch yourself in the moment um, mm-hmm. and make different decisions. So that's on like the habit, you know, interruption. And then, you know, if if you have experienced microdosing or you're interested in it, like you're, what am I gonna feel like? You're not gonna feel out of control. You're not supposed to be tripping. If you are, you took too much mm-hmm. or you took it with caffeine or you took it before you ate food, which I never recommend people mm-hmm. doing. And- Made all those mistakes yeah. myself. Yeah, and and you know a lot of well, people, not really a mistake because it, it could also be a beautiful experience, but not when you're trying to live your everyday life. Totally, and a lot of people that I've spoken with, I would say ninety five percent of them, no issue with this, but there is, and I've had you know isolated incidences where you have, you know, anxiety like a little bit rise up in your body, and so that's really the emotion moving through your body, which is also yes. perfectly normal as well. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. That's such a good explanation. And on this podcast, we talk a lot about Joe Dispenza work and Mm. meditations, which does go back to neuroplasticity and we can rewire the brain, break the habit of being ourselves, and stop ourselves in our tracks. I truly believe it. I've done it. That's how I healed myself from, from being sick. So I love that psychedelics work hand in hand with that type of work, Mm. which I think it's also important to say for people listening, if you're really not into what we're talking about and you never want to try psychedelics, but you're curious, so you're listening to what we have to say, you can do that type of work through meditation. And like you said, the brain scan of the person who's microdosing is similar to a child and similar to transcendental meditation. Mm -hmm. There's so many avenues to explore. Yeah. So this is one of them that we're talking about. And I just got to share the love because it has enhanced my life so much. And I know it's enhanced yours so much mm. too. So I'm curious to hear about your journey with mold and healing and, and what path you took to deal with that. Yeah, I think it's such an important topic. And, and so did you have mold and Lyme? 
Yeah. Both are the same. Okay. Like they Whoa. are so interconnected. Yeah, and it's I almost was, different, difficult to differentiate yeah. the symptoms. I was living in a moldy environment, which I didn't know. Yeah. And I started having just tons of mysterious symptoms. No one could link it all together. No doctor could tell me what was going on. I eventually learned that I had a really severe case of chronic Lyme disease. And at that time, my doctor said, we got to test your home. You have got, and you're definitely living in mold. And she was right. Hmm. I was living in toxic black mold for hmm. three years, which is what activated this dormant Lyme disease in my oh. body that I didn't know that I had. And then I went on a journey from 2018 until now, and I'm still on it or 2017, but I got diagnosed in 2018. And hence, the reason why I'm so into all this and alternative stuff, yeah. psychedelics as medicine. Wow. First of all, mold, I mean, mushrooms have been my greatest teachers in my life. Also, you know, mold is mycotoxin. So they are, you know, fungi particles, which is hilarious, yeah. right? So like, it's all very, it's all interconnected. There are, there are good mushrooms, there are bad mushrooms, or are they all good? I think they're all good. I mean, mold was a great teacher a for teacher. me. It took me a while to see that. Of but. course. I mean, when you're in the middle of the suffering, it's the last thing that you're going to think or feel. But totally. removed from it after the battle and then the ongoing battle, because it actually, I, you know, like takes a toll on your body in a way that is ongoing. You will have a sensitive system now mm. forever after dealing with mycotoxin illness. What I was getting at is eventually I agree with you. You can see how it helped you learn and was a huge teacher and probably rerouted your life very much. And has enabled me to help so many people that are dealing with, with similar things. So, you know, I just got a voice note from a good friend of mine yesterday that was like, and I, I put out not that much content about mold. I should more because it was a huge part of my life. So this is a little inspiring to me, but I got a voice note from a friend that was like, oh my God, I have been living in mold. I just got hit with, all, you know, so many people have this realization once they actually figure out what's going on with them. But my my story with it is basically when I moved to LA, I had never heard of mold. I didn't understand what it was. I kind of thought it was bullshit. Yeah, and you never know how serious yeah. or insidious it is until you actually have to deal with it. Totally. So I moved, I moved to LA, I moved into a place by the beach. It was gorgeous for two months. And many people told us it had mold. And, you know, didn't didn't really pay attention, didn't pay any mind. And then all, of, you know, these symptoms started to come. And it was everything from my, you know, my face and my hands and my legs completely swelling up. I think I gained like eight pounds of water weight in one day. You know, I was just like, one day, you know, what did I eat? What could be happening to me? Brain fog, fatigue for a period when it was really intense. Like I don't remember like a week of my life because my cognitive function was so diminished and ended up getting tested for mold. There's a really great you know, test. I did the urine test, Great Plains Lab. Mm -hmm. I have all the resources. I have, I have a full stack. Great Plains. I'm great Plains. You. you know, got all my mycotoxins level. They were insane from two months. So the place that I was living in was like, was, was really bad. And I went on the journey. So, and that included everything. It was a two year journey. I actually officially closed the chapter. You know, I, I said that I did after mm -hmm. I had a really amazing experience at a juice cleanse, which I can talk about in a second, but yes. I did everything from combo, which is frog venom, frog secretion that, you know, it's from Amazonian frogs. You have to make sure you do it sustainably because it's a little controversial. If the frogs are not harvested sustainably, it's like the secretion from the glands of frogs. I don't know if you've, if you've talked about that on the podcast, but I don't know if we've talked about it. I've done it. Oh, uh, it was part of my Lyme arsenal as yeah. well, my journey in Bali, but I was really sick when I did it. Mm -hmm. So it stirred up 
everything. Oh, yeah. When you detox, the oh, symptoms get so much more intense. God. I was in bed for two weeks with a migraine. Oh, my God. But, you know, I think it would be entirely different if I had the experience now. Let's talk about hydration. Hydration is more than just drinking water. That's what Lauren Picasso, a lifelong endurance athlete, discovered as she struggled to stay hydrated no matter how much water she drank. Lauren founded Cure, a science-backed electrolyte drink mix to make hydration easy for everyone. So this has been amazing for me lately because I have been doing the sauna every single night. And when you sauna that much, you do have to be sure that you're staying hydrated. And beyond that, even if you're not saunaing as much as I am, 75% of Americans are chronically dehydrated. But science shows that staying hydrated often requires drinking more than just water alone, which a lot of people don't realize. So without essential electrolytes like sodium and potassium, we can't replenish ourselves from everyday activities like exercise, travel, drinking alcohol, or illness. Cure is the only hydration brand with a science-backed formula, plant-based ingredients, no added sugar, very important, very important, the no added sugar, and four times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks. Each packet of Cure contains a precise ratio of glucose, sodium, and potassium to facilitate the rapid hydration directly into your bloodstream. It is a woman-founded company, and you can get 20% off your first order at curehydration.com with the code BALANCED. Again, that is code BALANCED for 20% off your first order at curehydration.com. Check it out. Guys, let's talk about Shopify. I am so obsessed because I have been a small business entrepreneur for 10 years. And people ask me all the time, how did you get started? How were you confident that you were going to make a sale and do this without having any kind of side hustle? This was never my side hustle. It was always my full-time thing. So if that speaks to you, then this is your sign to finally forget about those run-of-the-mill resolutions and instead start your own revolution. It's time to start selling on Shopify. Shopify is the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. So whether you're selling fashion or succulents or merch or something in the health and beauty space, then Shopify is for you. They simplify selling online and in person so you can focus on successfully growing your business. They're packed with industry-leading tools ready to ignite your growth, and they give you complete control over your business and your brand without having to learn any new skills in design or code, thank goodness. They have 24-7 help and an extensive business course library, and they are there to support your success every single step of the way. So no matter how big you want to grow. Shopify is there to empower you with the confidence and control to revolutionize your business and take your business to that next level. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash balanced, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash balanced to take your business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash balanced, and you can find the link in the show notes.
anything that I've ever done to heal myself, which is comical because this feels obvious now, like psychedelics, anything. It's been very difficult work. It's not for the faint of heart. It's Let's not taking it a pill. Way. Nothing that I've done that's taken a pill mm-hmm. has ever really worked. It's no. all just suppress the symptoms. Well, with combo, you're getting your skin burned and yeah. then you're putting frog venom on your body and then you're willingly just getting your heart rate up until you throw up. I mean, it's a beautiful ceremonial mm-hmm. practice, but my point is it's not for the faint of heart. No, it's a very aggressive mm-hmm. purge. It's an intense, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I did it on a Sunday at like 9 a.m. once. I was like, oh, most people just go to brunch. Like, why right, can't I do that? Right, no, exactly. Paying to, you know, clean my system out. But I did combo. I did ozone therapy where they, you know, they take the blood out of yes. your, your veins. They clean your blood. They put that back in. I did three week-long juice cleanses with six colonics each coffee enemas, sauna, a crazy supplement regimen, acupuncture. I'm trying to think of some of the other main things, cold plunge I mentioned, but a little bit of everything under the sun and all those things together. But also the biggest thing was like a mindset change of like, you know, for people that are listening to it and struggling with mold, like first of all, it's so demoralizing. You go to all the doctors, there aren't that many great ones that can really help you. And you have to be your own citizen doctor. And you also just have to know that the biggest thing I want to share with people, and you mentioned, you know, like, yes, your your system will be sensitive for the rest of your life, but also I am coming out the other side of it feeling like even better than I did mm-hmm. before. And after I went and did this last juice cleanse, it's, I mean, first of all, it's like TMI, but I talk about this stuff a lot. I love digestive function, you know, like we digestive health. all about it. Parasites, the stuff that comes stuff out of you out. is insane. And I actually, a, lar- a large part of my, my acupuncturist would always tell, always tell me that the mold was living in my face because the left side of my face was swollen for around two years. Also huge lessons in vanity mold is, you know, because you don't, you kind of feel like very ghosty mm-hmm. and you're like Highs skin all over stuff. your face. Yes. Yeah, it, but it's all it's all beautiful in its own way. So anyways, I did this last juice cleanse and I felt amazing after. And, you know, like you'll kind of go through like highs and lows. But after this, I was like, no, like I'm closing the chapter on this experience. I put mm-hmm. a post about it on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I've actually sent like 15 to 20 people to my same juice cleanse place that I went to because it was so impactful. Did you go to WeCare? No, it was in, uh, it's in Costa Rica. What's it called? Tell us everything because yeah. truthfully, by the time we wrap up this podcast, I'll probably have booked myself a stay because yeah. that is my kind of vibe and the listeners will for sure want to know. Yeah, it's a great place. It's super minimal. It's not like this crazy fancy, you know, resort, but it's awesome. And they do, you know, week long, just juice and clonics. It's very like bare bones, Mm -hmm. but you do a liver flush, which is Mm -hmm. also amazing. Very, it's a very intense process. You're basically chugging Epsom salt Mm -hmm. and then a whole like jug of olive oil and then you flush out your liver. That's a whole other animal. But yeah, it was it was a whole process. And if anyone, I'm, I'm sure you have all the, the resources as well, but anyone wants to chat with me, I'm happy to direct you to any resources that have been helpful for me. But my biggest thing that I realized with it, and I talked to a lot of people about this, is like the emotional side of mold, like the emotional side of healing. And it's so demoralizing to go through this process and not feel better because it's not, it's not linear. You'll have days where you feel wonderful and then all of a sudden you'll freak yourself out and you Mm -hmm. do I need to throw away everything I own is one of my clothing items infested with mold. Like it's Mm -hmm. such a, I moved into three subsequent homes that had mold. I moved in with my boyfriend at the time. He got mold. He moved into a new home that had home had even worse mold. Mold really was your teacher at that time. Yeah. And it was comical because I'm starting a mushroom company, you know, so there's a lot of the mother nature is, is humorous, but my, my, biggest takeaway from it that I had this realization a few months ago is 
so I'm sensitive to mold right now. And I'm sure you know, you know, when you walk into a home, you can tell if it's moldy, your brain will start to shut off. Oh, yeah. You'll feel it. I feel like a human mold thermometer. Yeah. So, you know, and I started to apply the same experience that I have with mold with, with people and with energies, right? So like if you are around behaviors or anyone that feels toxic, it's actually affecting you the same as mold mm-hmm. is your brain. Like if you believe in quantum physics, obviously you've talked about, you know, Joe Dispenza and these type of ideologies and belief yes. systems, but energy is real. And if you are around those frequencies, they will impact your cognitive function and your energy levels the same as mold. When mm-hmm. you leave a conversation and you feel drained, it's toxic. And also just maybe not at the level where you're feeling stimulated and energized and Mm -hmm. inspired about the world. And so to be super sensitive around that as well. And it's so the lessons I've learned from mold, I've taken into my social life, my business. It's just, you know, just as the same as you wouldn't want to live in a house with mold or be in a, you know, have a room in your house that has mold in it. You wouldn't want an investor in your company that is toxic. You wouldn't want a friend that is not, you know, and it doesn't necessarily need to be only toxic, right? It's not add, it's not additive. It's not. Mm-hmm. Um, or just not in alignment, not, not in on alignment. the same frequency. Yeah. I totally agree with you. And yeah. we're in the same space where a lot of these things that we deal with, all of it is energy. And so if you want to take what comes and learn from it, like your journey with mold Mm. and it has made your life better and it's going to make your business better and you're helping people, which makes the world better. Then you can see the takeaways there are not all bad. No, they're all all, they're they're, I mean, it's easier and, you know, in hindsight, but it's Mm -hmm. the most difficult things that ever happened to you are always the greatest. And you don't know anything about anyone until they go through difficult things, whether it's with people or with business or with anything and it is comical because of the you know what I'm spending what my life's work is right now is yeah is on mushrooms but my greatest teachers have been mushrooms in some form factor or another whether it's functional mushrooms psychedelics mold and then you know the mycelium network is a whole other animal we can talk mm-hmm. about that too if you want I don't know if you've touched on that in the podcast but no um, well uh, we we got to talk about it we have a couple more minutes here and I, mm-hmm. I have so many little questions that I want to ask you still You've already kind of done this, but I know a lot of people listening are going to want to learn more about psychedelics and how they can educate themselves. What are some books and resources that are top of mind for you that you would recommend? Great question. I mean, the the most common one that people talk about is How to Change Your Mind by Michael Pollan. Mm-hmm. That's like the starter kit for mm-hmm. understanding psychedelics. The book I mentioned, The Immortality Key, is great. It's a very inte- intense read. It's not it's not like a light, it's not a light bedtime story book, but it's amazing. Tangled Life by Merlin Sheldrake is an incredible book about fungi, very in the weeds about the power of fungi and the mycelium network. And, you know, they're using mycelium for so many things. Like we didn't touch on that, but that's the other kind of category of mushrooms. Companies are using mycelium for making leather and packaged goods and they can totally reverse environmental damage. So that book really dives into the power of fungi and how they can be applied across every single different vertical and every problem the world is facing. So that's an amazing one. And then other resources, Fantastic Fungi is the best movie. Such a good movie. Yeah, it's an incredible documentary about, same thing, you know, power of fungi, power of psychedelics. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, there's another docu-series that was just released, How to Change Your Mind on Netflix. That's also incredible. 
And then some of my favorite resources, if you're looking a little more sciencey, like I mentioned Third Wave for microdosing, Double Blind is my favorite psychedelic magazine. Shelby, one of the co-founders, is a good friend of mine. She's brilliant. And they do such a good job. They're, I think they're the largest psychedelic media brand in the world. It's obviously a newer space, but they put out incredible, very well synthesized to the you know layman term mm-hmm. uh, around psychedelics. So those are like top, top. And obviously, like, you know, everything into the multiverse, our yes, account, we like to post course. good stuff. Like, I love what yeah. you guys post. And you guys post good stuff about the science and the, you know, just like a lot of the latest research. And, and policy I found is a big one too, yeah. Learning a lot by looking at your account, which was really fun as I was looking at it this morning, mm-hmm. getting much more familiarized and inspired for everything that we were doing today. And then finally, I do want to just touch on your spiritual practice what is your what are the spiritual practices that you do in your day it used to be a lot more intense I've gone through every different morning routine in the book Mm -hmm. but my latest one yeah I used to I've I'm a huge fan like I mentioned of Tim Ferriss's and like Tom Bilyeu and like a lot of the kind of like biohacker incredible men that are putting out content and primarily podcast forums so I've learned a lot from them been implementing a lot of that stuff for years and years but simplifying has been a lot better for me. So I'm an altar person now. I have an altar as of this year. And that's been such an incredible practice for me. So most mornings I'll wake up around, you know, like 6.30ish. I'll sit at my altar. I have an incredible red light and I'll sit in front of that. Red light benefits are amazing and kind of mimic sun exposure. So I'll sit in front of that. I do like a quick meditation. I'm a big fan of the artist's way, the journaling practice. So I'll do three pages of that. And I have a little routine of how I interact with all my altar items. I actually have these mala beads that a friend gave me and I, I, they like laid in my, they were in my room and dormant for years. I didn't use them, but he gifted them to me as one of my best friends in the world. I used them for the first time during my ayahuasca ceremony. And I, you know, when I have enough time, I'll take these mala beads. And I can't remember how many are in the actual mala beads. It's something like 100 plus. Mm-hmm. And I'll count on each bead, all of the amazing people in my life, and kind of send them Aww. like a little dose of love. And, you know, there's no particular order. It's like whoever comes to mind and try to like think of as many people as I can in my life that mm-hmm. I'm grateful for and I love. I also consume mushrooms every morning, mm-hmm. functional psilocybin after I eat, if I'm microdosing that day. And... Yeah, those are the main stuff. There's other stuff in there, but that's like kind of the main the main morning routine. And then the, actually the last thing I'll share is before I go to bed every night, I, I recite my day like a movie. And oh, that's been massive for memory that. retention and just appreciation for everything yes. in my life. That's incredible. Yeah. I want to start trying that. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. I could talk to you all day long. Tell everybody where they can find you. So main channels, my personal Instagram, I'm very active on there. I don't have a TikTok or anything yet, but my personal Instagram is Ali Shaper. I'm sure you'll you'll spell it or link it out. And then everything that I'm doing business-wise is under my personal channel. But we have, obviously I mentioned our, our consumer brand. That's what I spend most of my time on, Supermesh. And we have a bunch of really great new products coming out there that I'm really excited about. We have a marketplace called The Multiverse, yourmultiverse.com, and then and then Microdosing Collective. And that's all of our legalization for microdosing, psilocybin stuff that we're working on. Amazing. So many places. Yeah. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on. We could talk about this stuff all day. And I learned so much. So thank you. Thank you for having me. More to come. 
Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. I'm so happy that you're here. Come say hi on Instagram at The Balance Blonde and tell me what your favorite part of this episode was. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and send me a screenshot of your rating and review for a free Soul on Fire yoga ebook. See you next Wednesday. Love you guys. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.